Welcome to the Legalpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Sager, and I'm dedicated to covering common legal issues for small business owners and just how some of the world's most elite entrepreneurs have handled legal issues themselves. In true attorney fashion, the information in this episode is not legal advice. This is for informational purposes only, and you should always consult with your attorney before implementing any of the information. Now onto the show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Legalpreneur Podcast. I'm so happy that you're back listening to this. It warms my heart knowing that I have repeat listeners now. And I just want to say I'm so very grateful for every one of you that have been listening. You've been sharing it on Instagram. You've been leaving me love on reviews, subscribing, doing all the things. And it means so much to me. I just want to remind you, I am donating $5 to Hope for Depression for every rate, review, and subscribe that we received during this two-week launch. And we have episode-specific giveaways. So for every episode that is launched during this two-week period, we are giving away a $100 Amazon gift card. Yes, every single day, we are giving away $100 to one lucky listener that shares this episode to their Instagram stories, tags me at Andrea Sager Law, and tell me exactly what you like about this show. My guess, of course, some of them also have additional giveaways, so make sure you try to enter those as well. Now, this episode is brought to you in partnership with Selena Sue and her Impacting Millions course. I am an affiliate for her course, and her cart is opening on April 1st. Cart is only open for one week, so you want to make sure you get in on her amazing publicity course. It is how I personally have grown my brand. In my first full year of business, I actually made $450,000, which was almost double of what I was projecting. So her coursework, I sought out publicity for myself and I was able to garner just so much publicity for myself without having to pay anybody. So I really believe in this course. That's why I'm an affiliate for it. I would not promote something that I was not passionate about and didn't believe in. So if you're interested in that, make sure to check out the show notes and download that publicity checklist so you can find out why publicity is a must have for you and your business. All right, so let's get into the episode. Today, we're going to be talking about trademarks. What is it and what exactly can be trademarked? So trademarks, number one, it's anything that identifies your brand. So what exactly does that mean? Your brand name, your logo, and your slogan. Those are the big three things that most businesses start with when starting to protect their brand with trademarks. Now, You do have some trademark protection the moment you begin using it. However, that's just common law protection and it can get really messy. So it's not really much to rely on because you actually would have to sue in court in order to enforce those common law rights. Once you have the federal trademark, the federal registration through the United States Patent and Trademark Office, also known as the USPTO, once you have the federal registration with them, then it's much easier to enforce your trademark rights. So other things that can be protected with the trademark are your products. So if you have certain products within your business and they have unique names, those can definitely be protected with a trademark. One business that I absolutely love because it's essentially every trademark attorney's dream is Drybar. They 
have a unique name to every single product that they have and sell within their store. And it's, I'm not even joking, it is every trademark attorney's dream. So if you've never been to Drybar, you can either go to their Instagram, go to their website, and you can see what I'm talking about. All of their products have specific names. Even their hairstyles have specific names. So like the Cosmopolitan and all of their hair products themselves, as far as like dry shampoo, actual shampoo, detangler, they all have specific names and I love it. That's how you are identifying your brand. People think of unique names for every product that you sell. So I'm looking at Drybar's website right now. Dry shampoo, they call it detox. There's a heat protectant mist that they call hot toddy. There is a three-in-one finishing spray called triple sec. I love all of their branding and it's done so incredibly well. So just think about dry bar when you're thinking about, okay, what can I trademark within my business? Well, it could be a lot more things than you think. Think about your brand name. Yes, that can be protected, but that's not the only thing that can be protected. And it's definitely not the only thing that you want to protect. The goal with trademarks is to build a wall. You want to build a wall so high with trademarks that nobody can get into your business and infringe upon it or dilute your brand. And when I say dilute your brand, basically run down its name. So with every trademark that you are obtaining the federal registration for, you're building another layer of bricks and you're just building on top of that wall. Don't think that once you trademark or have a federal registration for your brand name that you're done. You have to keep building on your trademarks because you have to keep building your brand. And one of the best things that I love about trademarks is the fact that they are an actual quantifiable asset when you go to sell your business. As a business owner, you should always be thinking about your exit plan. Well, when you go to sell your business, your potential buyer is gonna wanna see your assets. Well, guess what? All of your trademarks, they're listed as assets and they all have a value. It is up to you while you're growing your brand and building your brand to increase the value of those trademarks. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about whether you should file for your federal trademark registration. Obviously, I'm biased because I am a trademark attorney, but I think you should protect pretty much everything possible that can be protected with a federal trademark. Now, other things that can be protected with the trademark include a product line. So even though you have specific products, maybe you have a specific name of a product line. If you have different services within your business, that can be protected with a trademark. You can also protect your podcast name, your course name, color can also be protected with a trademark. This tends to be hard, but it can be done. Think about Tiffany Blue. The Tiffany blue is protected with a trademark, especially in regards to jewelry. So if you're using the term or that color, guess what? You're going to get a little notification from Tiffany. I'm not saying that they're going to come and sue you right away. They may just send you a nice little email, also known as a cease and desist. But just be aware of that. Keep that in mind. Also, Glossier, that's been a hot topic lately. Glossier is trying to claim trademark protection with their pink Ziploc bubble wrap bags that they send their products in. So it's not just the color that they're trying to protect. They're trying to protect the color in regards to what they're actually selling. Now, I'll also use me as an example for some of these trademarks. Now, my brand name is Andrea Sager Law. That's the overarching brand. Now, I also educate 
I do many things within this brand. So I also have applied to trademark my legal name, Andrea Sager. That's because I don't want anybody with the same name causing confusion with my clients. So if you have a personal brand, which many people do these days, you have to think about protecting your legal name as well with a federal trademark registration. Now, also within my brand is this podcast, the Legopreneur podcast that also has a pending trademark application. The Legopreneur, which is the subscription that provides all access to my clients, that is also pending with a federal trademark registration. Everything that you have within your business you need to think about protecting it. Now, one product or service that we have that I have not bothered filing an application for is the contract vault. That is our template vault that has nothing but contract templates. Currently, there's about 40 plus contract templates. We have not submitted an application because it's probably considered generic, definitely descriptive. And because it's so descriptive and possibly generic, it won't be granted much protection, if any. So I haven't really worried about that. And it's not something that I'm too concerned with. So if I thought, hey, you know, I don't want anybody else to have, you know, this name, I, that's just not something that I'm concerned with, because that's not my signature service. My signature service is the legalpreneur and the contract vault just happens to be part of the legalpreneur and its own standalone product. But the legalpreneur is something that I'm really concerned with. So that's why I'm wanting to protect the legalpreneur. And I'm fine with changing the name of the contract vault. So same goes for some of my other clients, they have different products or services within their business. And there's like, eh, I don't really care to protect that right now because it's not my main source of revenue, nor do I want it to be my main source of revenue. So if it's just kind of like something on the side that's bringing in revenue somehow, and you're not too concerned with protecting its branding, then you may not have to worry about protecting it with a federal trademark. Now let's chat about what cannot be protected with a trademark, because even though we know now pretty much what can be protected, it's also important to know what can't be protected because I don't want you to go wasting your money or time trying to file a federal trademark application for something that can't be protected. So this is a hot topic, especially with clothing designers, clothing boutique owners, a phrase on a t-shirt. That most likely cannot be protected with a federal trademark. Now, if that phrase is not a common everyday phrase, you might get some protection with the federal trademark office, but it will be described as merely ornamental if it's only on a t-shirt. That's because it's just for decoration and the trademark office does not provide protection for things that only provide decoration. Now, if you've been using it for over five years, you might be granted more protection, but that's definitely something you want to consult an attorney with because right away you're going to be refused because you're going to get an ornamental refusal. So remember that about t-shirt phrases. And if it's a common phrase, you're definitely going to be denied. So if you put girl boss on a t-shirt and try to trademark it, guess what? You're going to be denied and there's no way to get around that refusal. This is because this is going into another thing that can't be protected. 
the trademark office is now saying that girl boss has become generic and nobody can own the term girl boss, especially in regards to clothing. I have had a couple of clients try to trademark something that has to do with girl boss. And there's many other terms that have lost its protection due to becoming generic. Some of those include Velcro. Velcro actually hasn't lost their protection. And some of these that I'm about to name haven't actually lost their protection, but they have been in a battle because they have been on the verge of losing their protection due to becoming generic. Another one is Koozie. I know for a fact they still have their registration, but they have been in multiple legal battles about losing their actual trademark rights. And that's a very, very valuable trademark, actually. Pampers, that's another one that has almost become generic. Crayola, Kleenex. These are things that we don't even think about. Most people don't think about these terms are now generic because they have become so associated with their product. So if it's a generic term, it cannot be protected with a trademark. Another thing that might surprise you is book titles. Book titles cannot be protected with a trademark. However, if it is a book series, then it can be protected because now it's more of a brand, not just a book. And if your book then becomes your brand, then it can be protected with a trademark, but not as a book. It's only protected with your brand, whatever you're doing besides writing a book. Something that's not in use, that cannot be protected with a trademark. You can file a trademark application if it's not in use. You can file an intent to use application, but it cannot be officially registered until it's actually in use. And in use means actually selling or published out there to the world. So if it's a podcast, obviously you're not selling, but if it's published out there to the world, then it can be protected with a trademark. Another thing that's not granted federal protection is if it's only in use in one state. You have to have interstate use, which is a term used by the trademark office. If you sell in more than one state, then you can have federal trademark protection. If you only sell in one state, you cannot get federal trademark protection. You cannot get a federal trademark registration. It's very important to know that because most don't understand that and they will still file a trademark application and you could possibly get in trouble for fraud on the USBTO if you claim that you have interstate use when you really don't. So I don't want to overwhelm you with trademarks. I'm going to have many more episodes on trademark ins and outs, but I think this is a great starting point to learn about trademarks. You know what can be protected and what cannot be protected with a trademark. In summary, just know that anything that identifies your brand can be protected with a trademark. If it is not in use, if it's generic, if it's just a book title, if it's just a phrase on a t-shirt, it cannot be protected with a trademark. And the list I gave you in this episode are not exhaustive. That means there can be more added to that list. I just provide you with some of the most common examples. All right, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. Make sure to screenshot this, share it to your Instagram stories, tag me at Andrea Sager Law, and let me know what you like most about the episode and you will be entered to win a $100 Amazon gift card during this launch. Thank you so much for your support. I truly, truly appreciate it. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe in order to have me donate 
$5 to hope for depression. All right, I'll see you guys next time. If you found this information helpful, I would be so grateful if you could share it with a fellow business owner and it doesn't cost anything to rate, review, or subscribe to the show. Your support helps me reach more listeners, which allows me to support more business owners in their entrepreneurial journey. I'll see you next episode.